Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com backslash Grace P. That's BetterHelp.com slash Grace P. yeah yeah so yeah kansas city has been home uh for my whole life so your whole life okay cool is that where you wanted to end up uh i mean i i really don't mind it here it's pretty great like it we have almost everything except mountains which that like that sucks and beaches but i don't care too much about beaches yeah i'm moving like i'm gonna be i guess they call it inland or whatever so Mm -hmm. closer to the mountains like I don't know if you're familiar with like Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I'll be like right on the border of like Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So closer to yeah, that yeah, yeah. What I, I think is uh is Greenville right there? That's where I'm moving. South Carolina. Greenville. Yeah, okay. that's where I'm yeah. Moving. I've I've been to Greenville. Uh, I had a a camp with Trevor Lawrence. He's the who's the quarterback of the Jaguars now. Um, but he was big in Clemson. Oh, and cool. so he did a he did a football camp out in Greenville, and so I've been to Greenville. It's a really pretty area, like yeah. nice people. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good change. Been in Wisconsin my whole life, so nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess we'll jump in. Give us your little elevator pitch. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, I'm Dawson. I I started Black Banner Productions about two years ago, so I do everything video and photo that's my world so anything in the production side there like creating um that's what i do and so i have a team of guys that work around or i work with uh and we create content for small businesses medium-sized businesses um we've done stuff with professional athletes um promoting camps uh helping with their socials you name it uh so really it's anything content creation that's our world uh and honestly it I didn't start in this industry. Like this isn't where I thought like, Oh, I'm going to be here one day. Like I can't wait to be a, like a, a glorified content creator or a videographer. Um, I actually went to school for physical therapy. Uh, so I went, I did the, the college route uh, and I went for my PTA degree. And so I went to a community college in Kansas city. I had all my college paid for um, through my time in the military. And so I was like, I should probably get a degree since they're paying for it. Uh, in fact, they're paying me to go to college. So I was like, it would really be a shame if I didn't go to college. Uh, and so I got my degree, loved it. It was super fun. Great, great industry. Uh, we're working inside the healthcare, inside of physical therapy, because you get to see people get better. Mm-hmm. 
But after I graduated school or during that time, I was building up my skills in photography. And so uh, I was like, wow, this is actually really fun. Kind of became a passion. And then I learned you can make money doing it. And so I kind of just dipped out of uh, physical therapy and went all in on the uh, photo video side. That's awesome. Very cool. So did you start working in physical therapy out of college or did you transition right from school to photography and content creation? Yeah, great question. So I actually had a job lined up. Um, I had physical therapy done on myself uh, back when I was in high school. I got injured playing football. Mm -hmm. And so the exact same person that was helping me, I had a job interview with and like they already knew me, they knew my work ethic and everything. So that was like a really good relationship. Uh, they offered me a job and I turned it down and went full-time photo. And I, cause I was just in the season of life. Where I'm like, all right, if I fall flat, like flat on my face with this whole photo thing, I could always go back to a nine to five. That's, I know physical therapy is going to be there right. if I don't succeed. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I literally didn't take the job. I didn't work at all in um, physical therapy. And I just said, let's go for it. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of like, that's opposite of what most people I've talked to have done. Like most people are like, well, I did my degree until it was either not making sense to keep doing both things or I was making enough money. So did you have any sort of like base with what you were doing with photography in terms of an income or was it kind of just like a big leap that you took? Yeah. Um, I started in the wedding industry. And so that's where I learned, I was like, well, you can make money <laughs> because <laughs> weddings is like, people pay stupid money for wedding photo and wedding video. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. Uh, I was like, I think I could do that. So I shot maybe one or let's see, it would have been at the time I had shot like three weddings. And so I'm probably made like, not that much, um, probably in grand total of all three, it was like four to $5,000. Uh, which in reality of like the wedding world, like that's not much. And uh, I just remember thinking, I was like, well, if I decided to focus on this with all my attention full time, if I took 40 hours a week and I just poured it into this one thing, I imagine I could get pretty good at it. And I imagine I would be able to get more jobs out of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's pretty much what I did. I just kind of thought through the scenario of like, okay, well, I don't think I can do uh, a full time nine to five job and a side hustle over here and try to build both at the same time that doesn't make sense uh and so I was like well let's just go for it see what happens yeah that's awesome did you uh like when you made that decision did you have the like quote-unquote security blanket like for in terms of like an income on the side or like did you maybe you were living with your parents still or was there something there that was kind of like okay, I feel comfortable enough right now where I can take this leap and it won't like kill me drastically if it doesn't work right away. Yeah. So I had, um, I was living with my parents, so that helped a ton. So that was a huge blessing. Um, and they were great. Like I was paying rent with them, but it wasn't anything like you would if you were just be out on your own. Yeah. Um, and so, and yeah, they, they, even if I were to fall flat on my face, like they would have helped in some way, like either, I mean, definitely they wouldn't like pay me out of a, any debt that I had. Like they didn't, that's why I went to the military. It's like, Hey, we're not paying for your school. It's like, cool. I'm going to figure that out. Right. Uh, but actually I deployed uh, for a year before I went to school. And so during that deployment, I saved up a lot of money from being overseas. And so I had like a little safety net over here that I just built for myself. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, if, 
I can serve. I, I live on very little, especially as a college student. I was like, yeah, I, I had no expenses. Yeah. Uh, and so if I made, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there, like I was fine. Uh, so I just tried to live way below my means. Uh, and then with every intention of how can I just continually grow this one thing over here and how can I reinvest the money that's coming into this photography, mm-hmm. videography business? Mm-hmm. How did you like with that that mindset and that lifestyle like did you do that just because you were a cheap college kid or did you have like in mind like okay eventually I'm going to need this money for something so I need to like live well below my means to be able to do that when I graduate I feel like (laughs) college like I graduated about a year and a half ago now a year maybe I don't even know but I was the same way. Like I was so cheap. Um, but I did that because I was like, okay, I know I don't want to work for somebody or to have like the nine to five job afterwards. So I have to save my money, but other Mm -hmm. people in college, like even some of my friends, which like that, like I would say this to their face, but like, they just spend their money. Like it grows on trees. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I grew up with like when, when the 2008 housing crisis thing happened, like my parents were affected by it. And so they, everything came out all right. But what I learned during that time is um, like my parents, they took care of all of our physical needs as kids, um, but anything extra was on us to do. So if we wanted to go get new clothes, that wasn't like we'd get clothes for school or for life in general. But if we want something new, like new shoes or new sneakers or a car, like you have to go work for it and you have to go earn money to go save up for it. So I learned at a young age uh, to be kind of frugal. And then I knew that during the military uh, overseas, they take care of all your needs. So you're being fed, your house, everything's taken care of healthcare. Uh, And so every dollar that they give you, you can just put in a savings account. And so that's what I did. I didn't, I, I mean, I probably spent, I didn't spend any money really over there. So I kept all of that. So I came home with a, a decent goose egg, uh, of a savings and most guys come home and they either spend it all on a car and they you know blow it all or uh, but I just knew like I kind of had the mentality like I'm gonna need this and I don't know how or why but I'm gonna hold on to this uh, and maybe I'll be able to reinvest it here and there um, but I don't know my, my mindset has always been trying to keep savings off to the side and never touch it yeah. and then anything you do need just like go earn it over here in like a checking account or yeah something else. So anytime I put money into a savings, it's almost like it doesn't exist to me. Yeah. And so now, especially if I drain my checking account to put it in my savings, now I'm like poor again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to go work really hard because I have nothing. Oh my God. I'm the same way. Like if there's not a certain amount of money in my checking account, I'm like, yeah. I'm broke. I can't, I can't afford anything. I can't afford to yes. live no matter what's in my savings. <laughs> yes, literally hundred <laughs> percent. So you started Black Banner in 2021, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How long did you do uh, your photography and content creation before you decided to start Black Banner, like, fully? Or was that when you did it? So I started, um, I was growing the skills over, I probably, I got my first, like, big camera in 2019. Uh, so two years before the business. And that was just practice. I, I knew that I was going to buy once or a buddy of mine told me buy once cry once and that basically just means like go get the best thing that you can and then don't like stair step into the next best thing it's just take the big leap hit it 
take it and yeah buy, buy one scrap once um and so i got a camera in 2019 was practicing getting my skills um or getting better at it and then in 2021 uh i was i made just enough money that i was like i think the irs cares about this <laughs> which wasn't that much um but i was like i probably should do taxes uh or i don't know there might be some red flags and i didn't understand the system but so i started yeah. llc created a business out of it uh, and ever since that's what i've been doing yeah that's awesome so i guess kind of i kind of want to like hear you talk about how you went from starting your skill set to now you work with professional athletes and like this is your full-time thing and you have a like a team like obviously there was a lot of stuff in between those two points in terms yeah. of like highs and lows and struggles and all that all that fun fun stuff but I kind of want to hear about like all of those processes and how how you ended up getting here without quitting or being discouraged and like deciding this is too much this is too hard like how did you persevere to get to where you are now yeah that's such a good question so how do I want to answer that how uh you asked a good question it's just there's like a lot in in that time frame of even where to begin yeah the the I'm gonna focus on kind of how I got to where I am yeah and then maybe I'll answer questions as we go so when I started Black Banner uh in 2021 uh, I saw the potential. I was like, wow, I think I could do something here. Like there's, I'm, I'm not uh, in the spot that I want to be, but I see other people in that spot. And I'm like, they're doing it. I think I could do it. So every time I would notice someone else doing something cool or like in the space that I wanted to be in, I would either reach out, talk to them or hear about how they're doing it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can do this. So I kept betting on myself and being like, okay, I think I can do this. I think I can do this. I just need to learn the right skill. I need to talk to the right person. I need to shake the right hand. Uh, and that, that mentality has always kind of got me to the next spot is someone else has done it. So that means I can do it. So I'm just gonna keep betting on myself. Um, and I always just expected that I would grow. And that's kind of weird and hard to say. I just futuristically thought like, all right, in a year, I'm going to need a studio space. Okay. If I need a studio space because I have so much work and I need a, an actual studio to shoot in, well, I should probably look at studio spaces six, eight months before I actually need it, right? Right. Uh, and so that was my mentality. I was like, okay. So I kind of just kept guessing ahead. and like, this is what I'm going to need. Uh, and I kind of guessed that even with buying a new camera or something of that nature. It's like, I'm probably going to need it for this project that's coming up. Um, so my mentality has always been just betting on myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I think if you it's similar to the other things like if you build it they will come so I'm like all right cool uh, I'm gonna build this studio out yeah. uh, and I'm gonna try to make this thing look as great as possible uh, and and hopefully people come so mm -hmm. that was kind of the process in regards to like hard times or how to push through uh, there was always difficult times but I never felt that um, like this was gonna fail I always kind of, again, that kind of like self-belief, like, I think I can do yeah. this. I think I can make this happen. I'm trying to think of like a good example of an actual, like really difficult time that I went through. And I was like, dang, that yeah. was really hard. Sometimes it's, it's workload. Like I'll overwork myself and I'll put too much on my calendar. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm learning to say no to things. When, when you first start out, you're almost like anything and everything that needs to come, like, please like bring it in yeah. the door. And then you kind of overcommit and you're like, okay, I actually need help. I, I took too much on. Um, so 
Yeah, that's kind of a, a little bit. It's, it's, I guess so the answer, quick answer would just be, I just really bet on myself. Yeah, I I like that mindset. Like, why not me? You know, if somebody else can do it, why couldn't I? I just yeah. feel like people people don't know where to go from there. You know, at any time I talk to somebody relatively close to my age about like what I'm doing, they're like, mm, "Are you sure? Like, how are you gonna do that?" I'm like, I I don't know exactly, but I know that I will because you know, there's all of these podcasters out there. Like, if they could do it, why couldn't I do it? Um, but I'm curious, like how you started getting like bigger names or bigger people as clients or doing projects with like professional athletes or bigger businesses. I think like that's something that like I'm interested in myself because like I'm like working up and like trying to get more people on as guests, but as like a little baby podcaster you can't just like reach out to this huge celebrity and expect them to be like oh of course of course you know like I feel like it's it's built but how did you get from weddings to professional athlete yeah to kind of speak into that I would I would almost push back and and be like Grace you definitely can reach out and tell them and be like hey like I have this pocket you can shoot your shot never hurts um cold dms are like amazing because you yeah. can like if you the I guess let me back that up even farther what I've noticed is that if you can build the system out the the process have a a proven process that works so if it's podcasting for me videography or you know like I have a studio so that looks really good people are like whoa like he's yeah. actually doing something so then that gives me credibility mm-hmm. uh, and so you on a podcast I mean I've I've had I have a podcast and, and I think credibility comes with the, the professionalism, um, how well the Instagram looks or um, what guests you've had on. And so you highlight those things and you make it, make it enticing for them. Be like, mm-hmm. hey, I can, whether it's giving them sound bites where they can have these videos to post on their own stories or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, finding ways to be creative and offering it in a way that like someone would want in. So for me, I, I like to kind of self-promote on social media. So my own social media account, Dawson put off like that is kind of my own selfish, not selfish, um, shameless plug of black banner. Yeah. Uh, and I all post stuff like, Hey, working with this guy today or shooting here. Uh, and I'm building credibility around my name, but I want also people to see me and think, Oh, he is the guy that does video or he's black banner. He works with athletes. He shoots commercials. He does X, Y, Z. So that when they talk to somebody, and they hear, oh, I need someone that does video. They're like, oh, Dawson. Obviously, I'm going to tell them about Dawson. Uh, and if I have a good reputation, that word of mouth will spread pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't spread as fast as you want it. It takes time. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, it's been like two years. But anyone and everyone that'll listen, I'll tell them. I'll be like, hey, this is what I do. Um, you know, I own Black Banner Productions. I shoot these types of commercials or I work with small businesses. <clears throat> and then what I hear the need is in that individual or um, I find someone that has the authority to uh, do business with me. I'm like, that's a connection I want. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and buy them lunch. I'm going to go out and find a way to build a relationship with them. Uh, and it normally takes about three to five months before business ever happens. But uh, I found that buying somebody a 10 to $15 lunch has been one of the most valuable assets in my toolkit. I'm just, Hey, can I buy you lunch? And 
I never ask them to come to me. I'm always going to them. So if they live on the other side of the city, I'm driving all the way over there mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to treat them to a lunch and I want to hear about their business. What are their needs? What are they about? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, that, that would be like two or three little quick tips on uh, just building credibility. Yeah. Relationships and connections. That's what it's all that, about. That's literally it. hundred yeah. percent. I think that's how we got connected was yeah, Lexi. someone just plugged. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I had Lexi on um a few episodes ago and like she was my guest base started from first form because I was a legionnaire for a while um yeah like she was that's how I found her and then she gave me you and like that's what I do like every time I have someone on at the end I'm like who do you suggest like is there anybody that you know that I should reach out to can I have their contact information if you feel comfortable and it's just kind of starting to go like this and slowly, barely, yes. but yeah. It's yes. really- that point where you just made, there's a, I heard on a podcast, there's two questions I always like to ask um, in any, any meeting is, uh, is there anything in my world that I can do to help you? And then do you know anyone in your world that can help me and where I'm at? So genuinely caring and try to help somebody, but also in response being like, Hey, this is where I'm at. I need help here. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Um, those are those two questions in any meeting is like that's so valuable yeah no I love those um you talked a little bit about like how when you were getting started it was just like building your skill set until you figured out like oh I can do this like I'm good at this I like this how like how did you build your skill set did you take a course did you do it all on your own like how did you start building that Mm -hmm. a lot of it was YouTube I would spend hours on YouTube just learning. And then after like watching these tutorials or these videos, I would then go and practice it. So I would try to figure out, okay, how do I do this? And I always expected the first time to be really bad and like really flop on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always did. And, and then I would go, okay, now I learned what I need to do. Let's try it again. Mm-hmm. Or let's go back to the drawing board, see where I missed it and now go again until I'm like, oh, I feel pretty comfortable in this skill. Um, I do think skill stacking is one of the most valuable things that someone could do, uh, especially with a free source like YouTube. I mean, you can learn any skill out there. Um, something I want to get better at is communication. And so I'm, I'm just, I, I get inspired by people that are just really good at communicating and they can speak with a lot of enthusiasm and they change their tone of voice and people feel bought in. And it's like, yeah, I want to be good at that. Uh, cause if you can communicate, then you can almost do just about anything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just like finding free resources on YouTube, that's where I, I find uh, most of my knowledge. Yeah. YouTube is crazy. I had a guest on, her name is Kara and she's an author and the, like, she was an author before, but her like um, big book that kind of spiked her success was about how she built a house with her kids off of YouTube videos like they built a house from dirt all the way up just from YouTube and I was like oh man but you can learn anything on there and I kind of think about that a lot with like a college degree and I know you talked about like yeah the military was like paying you to go to college but if that wasn't the like I guess it's different now but what's your idea of like do we need a four-year degree like if somebody's on the fence like what would you what's your opinion what are your thoughts 
The the thing in like my my high school, um, so I graduated in 2016 uh, in high school, and I feel like my class was one of the last classes that really pushed college, uh, and it was almost like college or you're homeless. That was kind of the theme. There was no hey, here's a trade that you could go do, mm-hmm. or here's like a blue collar job. It was all like college or bust, mm-hmm. and so that was just ingrained in my mind. Um, I think with like TikTok and Instagram and people can see there's other avenues to get things uh, or to make a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you need a four, four year degree. And I mean, obviously you have your, your main staple jobs, like a doctor or a certain yeah. engineer or whatever, like you, you can't miss out on that. Yeah. Um, I think education, education as a whole is important, but where you go to get your education uh, that's what can vary. So what I mean by that is like, I, I see YouTube as education. Yeah. So me going out and practicing every day is education. That's just my own style of education that forces me into becoming better. Just like if I was to go to school to learn something, I, the purpose of me is to go to learn it. But the way that I learn better is I just, I like to apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many better teachers on YouTube in my industry than some college university no one's going to teach me better video skills than the video people inside of youtube that are actually doing it Mm -hmm. uh so i think education is important and i wish i understood that growing up a little bit more um i don't think four-year degree is important the no one also no one really broke down what uh, the marketplace is so just being able to come if it's entrepreneurial entrepreneurial side of things wow i can't speak today um (laughs) it's literally just taking something and building it and saying, Hey, I think this is worth something. This has value. I'm going to bring it to the marketplace. Does anyone want this? Does anyone want to pay me for it? Uh, And if they don't, then it's like, okay, I need to go back and make sure it's actually valuable because maybe it's not uh, because that, that didn't work. Um, And, and like, that's it. So whether that's a skill of plumbing, um, whether that's HVAC, whether that's lawn mowing, like it's just, Hey, can you bring value to somebody else's life? Uh, and that would be, that's, that's where you can get creative. It's like, okay, well, what am I good at? And what can I bring value to other people? Yeah, absolutely. I wish I would have known that too. Like I learned that after COVID and like COVID was COVID and, but like, there were some good things that came out of it. Like for me personally, with like understanding, like, oh, I don't need to be in school to do said thing. Like I had two years under my belt and then we got sent home. And like, I was like, I'm not going to pay a ridiculous amount of money to take a chemistry class on my computer in my parents' basement. Like that's ridiculous. And also I'm, I'm failing because I can't learn over Zoom. It's, It's dumb. So I took a semester off and in that semester, I got my CPT and I was like, yeah, I just did that in two months. And now yes. I can go work as a personal trainer and start building off of that. And I almost didn't go back. I was like, I, that's kind of, that's kind of dumb. Like, I don't want to go back. Um, yeah. but at that point I was close enough where it was like, all right, like I'm, I'm so close to having my degree. I've already paid this money, but yep. I did it differently. Like I went and I worked for Starbucks my last year and a half and they have an affiliate program with ASU. So they paid for my school and 
I had to work minimum 20 hours a week, go to school and they paid for it. And I came out, you know, debt free. But before that, it was like, it was almost like, and I graduated in 2018. And at that point, like it, like it did start to shift a little bit, but it was still like all of our classes in high school were leading us up to college. Like, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. And like every, I feel like everybody in my friend group, we all went into college pre-med. Um, mm-hmm. One of us came out, <laughs> one of us came out as like an actual like medical professional. But yeah. I, I wish somebody would have said like, go do, go do your gen eds, you know, go do something where you can figure out what you like to do before you go spend all of this money at a four-year college because it's going to look good on your resume down the road, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I totally agree. And there's just like a push to be like, how fast can you get it done and then get started in your career? Like, can you get started when you're 21? It's like, holy smokes, like, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a system that it served its purpose, but I think it's, I think the... I think people are realizing that it's different now. Yeah. I I definitely like I feel like if you're going to go to college or like a four-year university, I feel like you should almost like unless you're going to be like a doctor or something like that, do something super general so that you can apply it to multiple things like business. Like I wish I would have minored mm-hmm. in business or like communications, like something like that to give me more of like a or marketing to have that skill set because I went to school for like I had like four different majors I'm not gonna lie but like now it's like catching up where I'm like okay with this it would be nice to know marketing a little bit it'd be nice to know this and now it's like I'm kind of backtracking and going back and learning all that on my own where I should have used that advantage you know yeah I would agree I think and now I mean if we're talking about speed too like a college gen ed class, you know, that takes a semester to learn something. I mean, you can learn it in a two hour course on YouTube. Yeah. So, and you can literally Google the exact thing that you want to know. Like, I just want to know how to fa- do Facebook ads. And there's like, I know of a seven hour course that taught me everything about Facebook ads. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. That's seven hours. So I broke it up over time, but I don't even think the university can teach you about Facebook ads. So you have to go learn it somehow. Right. Um, so it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's just figuring out what do you want? What can you provide that adds value mm-hmm. and then go learn other things? Cause mm-hmm. once you start with one thing, you're like, okay, well, I want to start adding value here. I want to make a business here. Well, now you need to learn marketing because you need to market yourself and then you're gonna have to learn taxes <laughs> and that's <sucks. laughs> You gotta learn taxes. Yeah. Uh, you gotta learn how to start an LLC. Uh, you're going to have to learn how to hire, how to do, um, how to like start payroll, uh, there's just a lot of things that you don't think about until you're in it. And you're like, oh, I got to learn this. Well, how do I learn it? You can talk to people or you can go online and research it yourself. Yeah. So those are the, the simple quick tricks is just figure out what you want uh, and then go try it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you deal with like any unsupportive people around you or like people with super limiting mindsets or people that kind of told you like, uh, it's not going to work when you first started or even now still? Um, honestly, 
not not so much um, i've thought about this a lot like i don't i don't have like haters i don't think i have haters <laughs> at least i don't see them uh and i i feel like it's normal for like entrepreneurs to be like i'm doing this because all the haters out there yeah. like they like fired me up and motivated me to be better <laughs> and it's like i don't have that like a lot of people are like yeah go dawson like do your thing yeah uh, so i have a lot of people in my corner um and i, I like it that way i try to keep it like mm-hmm. that uh so i don't i wouldn't say i have a lot of um negative says there's there's sometimes people are like hey why are you doing that like hey whoa like let's let's back it up a little bit like you're moving too fast you may not yeah. see what you're doing um for me it's it's what I, I learned and understood pretty quickly is that when you have a vision of something and you see where it can go and you see the possibility of how it can get there mo- other people probably won't see it which is okay yeah and so just trusting that's where i'm like i'm gonna bet on myself like i think i can do this and normally when things get hard, I, I get better. I don't mm-hmm. know how to, like when it, it's a do or die scenario, like I push through. Yeah. And so if I have a vision, I'm like, I think this will work. And I've worked out all the scenarios and I've gone to the whiteboard and I'm like, all right, if this happens, what happens? Okay, this, 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 okay, I think it can work. And I tell somebody else and they're like, hey, that sounds like a terrible idea. It just really, one, it depends on who it is I'm telling because I normally don't tell anyone of my ideas because I'm like, yeah. they don't care. Like they might, but they, they, they can't speak into this unless it's like a mentor of mine that I'm like, hey, I really need help. Like, please tell me what you think. Um, and if they say, hey, this may be a bad idea, I'll like put a pause on it and I'll look at it again. But for the most part, if you have the vision, you have the idea, it's like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Other people aren't going to see it, but if you can see it, you can, you can probably go get it. Yeah. Have you always had that mindset or was there something that kind of instilled that? Like maybe you had it, but then you did something and you saw it and now you kind of can run with it and know that in the back of your head, like if I work hard enough for it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I feel like a lot of it comes from the military. Okay. Just the, it's more, I would say it's more like resilient, uh, resiliency, being able to bounce back from anything. Um, or difficult situations because our mentality in the military is like whatever whatever happens no matter what you have to get the mission accomplished Mm -hmm. so whether the whole plane goes out the window or someone goes down next to you it's like you have to keep fighting you have to push on and you have to get it done Uh, and I think very similarly with business luckily it's not do or die for us here uh, in business so it's people are going to be okay at the end of the day um but that mentality, I think, has helped and served me well um, because it's like you set on the vision, you set on the goal, and then you just keep pushing towards it. And yeah. Like you don't stop. Yeah, I like that. Did you always want to go into the military or what was that What was that process like for you? No, actually, I, I didn't. Uh, at, I always had a respect for people in the military my parents kind of raised me if they like, if you saw someone in a uniform, like you'd go thank them for their service. And so that was my, like, especially my mom, she, she did that all the time. And she'd be like, go thank them. Like, oh, I'm not like, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I just kind of had a high respect. And then during the time where my parents, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money and they were, they basically sat me down when I was 16. They're like, Hey, we're not going to pay for your college. And I was like, yeah, I saw that coming. Like, that's not a shock. My sister's paid for their college. So uh, but once they said that, I was like, okay, cool. Like, what's my options? How do I figure this out? Because growing up through high school, it was like, you have to go to college or you're homeless. Yeah. So I was like, I got to figure this out. Uh, and I learned about the Army National Guard. And so once I 
learned about they had the best benefits for school and or serving because I, I did want to serve, but it wasn't something like from a young age. I was like, I can't wait to like become this army ranger or whatever. Um, so yeah, once I, once I got in, um, I always had in the back of my mind, I was probably just going to do my six years and then get out. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that's what I did. I, I, once I got in, I didn't really want to make it a career, um, which I think is fine. Uh, I did the, the time that I committed to and, um, yeah, once I, yeah, I got a pretty good taste of everything. I was like, that was enough. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So then going into school with PT, how did you decide on that? Like, was that something that you had always considered or was that more so like, I guess I can do this because they're paying for it? That was my plan A all along from, okay. so freshman year of high school, I got injured. Um, I got speared in the back with a helmet in football and it okay. broke my L4 vertebrae in three okay. different spots. Uh, and so during that time, uh, I went, I had like a back brace that like went from my waist to my neck and it was this turtle shell looking thing. Uh, and I wore that for four months and then I had four months of physical therapy. And during that time, I was like, whoa, like people are getting better. I'm seeing other patients like getting out of wheelchairs or graduating from crutches and getting back to life. And I'm like, this is so cool. This is such a positive environment. I want to do this for somebody one day. Mm -hmm. So that's where that came from. So ever since freshman year of high school, I was like physical therapy. That's my focus. That's what I'm doing. Uh, and anyone that asked me, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like physical therapist. That's what I'm going for. Um, so even in school, um, that was, that was my focus. So I graduated high school. Uh, I was already in the army and I signed up for classes that first semester right out of high school. So going into fall semester and, uh, I signed up for all my classes. I got the army to pay for it. Like I got all the paperwork signed and then I meet my unit for the first time, my like official unit. And they say, Hey, in 15 days, we're deploying pack your bags. You're gone for a year. You're going overseas. And I was like, holy smoke. So I had to cancel all those classes. I was gone for a year. Uh, and then uh, once I finished that deployment, then I was like, okay, I'm going to get back on track with school. Cool. Very cool. Was that a four? Did you say that was community or was that a four year? Uh, it was a community college. Yeah. It was community. So mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was an associate's degree. It was an accelerated like physical therapy assistant degree. Okay. Or course program yeah. very cool very cool um and you graduated with that like you fully mm -hmm. all the way through yep got my license and everything I was yeah. I was ready to go yeah so with photography and like content creation then have you always been a super creative person oh great question um personally I think no <laughs> <laughs> uh like I think I have some of the creative brain like they say like some of your brain's like creative some of it's um logical I don't know whatever it is I notice a lot of creatives in my space that do content creation sometimes their heads are kind of in the clouds and they're like I just want to create this beautiful art and like that's great like I love that that's amazing but sometimes your beautiful art doesn't actually get you jobs and right. so I don't want to be a starving artist yeah so I'm like I want to figure out what makes other people money and then I'm going to create them things that make the money so then we all win and we go up together right so that's the difference I think um in the creative space um so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say I've always been creative but I've learned to grow in that skill yeah very cool 
I think that's something that holds a lot of people back too is like oh I'm not I'm not very creative like I don't know if I'm gonna have enough ideas for that and like I'm far from creative but I think if you're passionate about something you can find that creativity in the in the little details almost absolutely yeah um and then you said you have a you have a podcast too I do yeah so it's the Black Banner podcast it's okay. a shameless plug for Black Banner yeah uh and so I just bring on business owners cool. and I show them my space uh, I bring them into my podcast room um we have it in the back and it's like all right uh obviously interview them on, um, you know, their story, their journey. I always ask the same two questions. I ask them, what's the best advice they've ever been given? And then what's the worst mistake they've ever made and what they learned from it. So those two questions normally cover a lot of bases. Uh, And so, yeah, that's, yeah. Black Banner's podcast, Black Banner podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I slowed down just because it was a lot of work. Yeah. I was like, okay, I need to do, I need to actually make money here <laughs> and, and podcast did not bring me any money so I was like I need to figure out how to keep this this thing rolling yeah that's awesome what's what's one of the best things you've heard so far on that there's a podcast with a guy named Vernon Berger um, he has a um, a nonprofit that helps with orphanages in like Uganda and um, South Sudan and it's called His Voice Global. Well, Vernon is one of these guys that I met in Kansas City. And he's one of those guys that you look at and you're like, holy smokes, you, you have something I don't understand. Like you, you see the world differently. Yeah. Uh, and his mind is like very um, creative. It's very, uh, he's just very like, I don't even know how to explain it. Well, there's a podcast, one of the first ones we did um, with Vernon. And he talks about how he trains his boys up and he calls his boys up to greater. Uh, he uses the, uh, quote uh, from Theodore Roosevelt about the man in the arena. It basically is, it, I don't know if you're familiar with it, um, and I'm about to butcher it if I have to give any of context, but I'm just going to give the last lines. Basically like, hey, you can't really judge the person that's in the arena because they're, even though they're scarred, and bloodied, and beaten, like at least they're trying and they're doing something. And they will, just because they don't taste victory or, def- or whether they taste victory or defeat, they're, Oh, I should just read it. But it's like their souls will, they won't be with the cold, timid souls who don't know victory or defeat. Mm-hmm. So like they didn't try anything. Whatever, all that to say. Um, I just really look up to guys like that, that are like really good at being a father, really good at business. Um, I, I like to look at people's life holistically. Uh, and I'll say this, like I, I can admire, um, let me back, back, back that up. I can be inspired by someone's life, how they work like a David Goggins where you're like, holy smokes, that guy, like he works hard and I'm inspired by it. Um, but I don't admire anyone until I see the rest of their life. And I'm like, I want to see how, how do they, how do they talk to their wife? How do they talk to their kids? How do they work in the business place? How do their employees treat them? Yeah. Like, I want to see holistically, then I, I admire somebody. Um, so there's parts of people's lives that when I get into these podcasts, I'm like, Hey, that's a good point. Um, and I can take that nugget. Uh, but the rest of your life, I'm like, you keep that, dude. Like, I don't want, I don't want all of that. I just yeah. want like a good work ethic from what you're telling me kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So uh, then kind of going off of that, like, if I asked you that, like, what would you, let's put it in the sense of like somebody in their young twenties, they're like, I have no idea what, 
path to take. I don't want to do the typical, I want to go off and do this, but I have no idea what I'm doing, or maybe they're feeling discouraged or they're scared. Like, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Like encouragement, anything like that? Yeah. Um, if it's fear, or I feel like a lot of, a lot of, um, the inability to move is because there's like a lack of direction. Uh, so it's normally like, Hey, I just don't know what to do. So I can't move. Like I'm stuck. Like I have so many options, but I don't know what to do. Um, so one encouragement would just be pick one, pick something. What do you like? Write a list out, like literally write a list. Like I like to journal or I like to, I don't know, read, whatever it is. Like just start make a list and then be like, I want to be good at that. And then just pick one and go. Um, and then also find people in your space that are good at those things and take them to lunch, buy them a $10 lunch, ask them all the questions you can. And in that time allotted, uh, because I've noticed that you can get some of the most valuable conversations out of a $10 lunch uh, that can, can almost reap you $10,000 worth of knowledge. Yeah. And so definitely go take people out to lunch, get like cold DM people that are in your space. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that would be my big advice. Yeah. Awesome. And then what's something that kind of sticks in your head or that you live by or that you fall back onto when you're feeling um, maybe discouraged or not motivated or kind of taken back what's something that you always look back to and that gets you back up on your feet hmm. that's a good question I think a lot of my security in business or just life in general comes from or like my confidence comes from my faith um, so I'm a Christian and I just really believe that God has his hand on my life and so whether it's, hey, he's going to have me here doing business or he's going to have me overseas in the military, like whatever it is, he's got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't mean that my life's going to be easy or that he's going to always bless what I'm doing um, or like prosper in a way. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm taken care of. And so I get a lot of confidence and comfort in that. Yeah. Uh, so that would be my quick answer. Um, and I think that's that also sets me free to try and risk a lot and just be like, God's got me. He's going to provide the door yeah. uh, and he's going to give me the right connect at the right time. And that's honestly how it's, this has all happened. Um, it's just been one conversation. It's like, Oh, that was super timely. Like what, how did that even happen? Um, same stuff with the military. So um, that would probably, that's, that's, that's what keeps me on my feet. Yeah. That's awesome. Great way to kind of, wrap it up you know no matter what no matter what you believe in as long as it's hey I know that God's got me or the universe has me or whatever I believe in it's going to guide me to where I have to be and where I'm supposed to be you just gotta keep moving forward yeah love that so um where can everybody find you plug yourself a little bit let us know yep Yeah, yeah so um black banner uh I'm on all the platforms. So Instagram is my main focus that I push. So um, my personal name, Dawson put off, which is at Dawson put off and then at black banner uh, okay. for black banners page. Uh, so yeah, feel free. I try to bring everybody along for the journey. I try to do a lot of behind the scenes. So yeah. if you want to come see the, the BTS of what we're always doing, like come follow along. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'll put all that in the show notes for everybody. 
Um, but thank you again for being on. I really appreciate your time. Um, and for everybody listening, make sure you go follow Dawson, Black Banner, all that fun stuff. I'll have it all linked below. Um, and yeah, I will talk to everybody next week.